Hello and welcome to Just One Corneto, a Green Up Morton podcast. You can reach us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at The Morton Forum. All of our panellists appear in a personal capacity and as such, any views expressed are personal to them. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoy the show. This is an important message from the Tale of the Bank Credit Union. Remember that we are here for you. We share this message often because it's important. Don't get hooked in by loan sharks. Avoid the pitfall of debt solutions. Stop, take a breath and consider your options. Tale of the Bank Credit Union are Inverclyde's credit union. We are non-profit making and put our members first. Call us for a confidential chat before falling into the trap of high rate lenders or debt solutions that aren't right for you. Contact us via creditunioninverclyde.com by phone on 01475 734 655 or via our social media feeds and see how Inverclyde's Credit Union can support you to save, borrow and plan for tomorrow. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Just One Cornetto, the Green at Morton podcast. It's a bit of a change up this week as the record just about avoided any last minute pitch inspections, however the extreme weather has meant we've got a few call-offs. I'm your debutant host, Chris Dodds, and this week I'm in the esteemed company of a true Just One Cornetto legend and Just One Cornetto Cup final uh, runner-up, I believe, Mr Alan Coyle. Alan, how you doing? I, I take it you never, you weren't aware of the actual final result then. Oh no, did you win? I die, I die, die. Oh well. <laughs> I won by, I won by three. Shock, I'm but, spreading fake news, I'd have thought that. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was a, it, it was a truly glorious, glorious victory and very exciting, as any of the listeners will have heard. It wasn't at all, I mean, the two of us didn't at all sound, you know, very underwhelmed by the whole process, but, <laughs> but having said that, you really, the, the questions that, Dunning came out with where very Dunning's questions really some effort it was the, the questions were absolute crap. Oh, I'll need to go and listen anyway. to the episode now anyway um, I've, I've been contending with some very bumpy boat trips to the noon in the last week so oh. I've been focusing on other things um, yes. so Morton swam to Hamden uh, in one third of a triathlon this week to take on a new look Queen's Park side looking for their first win since the beginning of August in the league they were held to a 0-0 draw by Robin Veldman's Spiders who keep Dougie Emery searching for a second win of the season however Alan there was a few talking points before the game even kicked off wasn't there? Oh just a wee bit uh, probably to do with the, with the weather and uh, quite a few folk me included um, getting a wee bit upset about the fact that we couldn't get there um, so yeah, it was as happens, uh, as happens in biblical rain circumstances, Greater Greenock or Inverclyde becomes an island, uh, and uh, that's what happened once again. Uh, and as the options very, very quickly uh, evaporated of how to get out of Inverclyde, uh, it became extremely frustrating, so it did, but um, yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know how many you'll be able to tell us how many in the end roughly managed to make it because fair play to them I believe it looked like maybe 100 or so right. maybe just over 100 um, I mean from the outside looking in it looked like a, uh, the latest instalment of Saw like one of those type of games that uh, was just shutting off any avenue out of, out of Inverclyde and, and Cowell by the looks of things um, is that kind of what it felt like in the morning how, talk me through your morning and how you were kind of evaluating I, when I'm getting to Hamden or not 
see to be honest, um, you could see there'd been a fair bit of rainfall overnight. I mean, I'm I'm out in Inverkip and I'm up, up a hill in Inverkip as well. So kind of looking out your window and thinking, oh, yeah, is. and then but, but then you're seeing the videos. Um, it's it's just the very nature of where Greenock is and folk, folk will moan about the road networks and the rest of it and the drainage, but. But we're right next to a river as well. So it's always the same places. And it just so happens that these same places are main trunk roads. Uh, Pottery Street, you know, at, at Capelo, the Port Glasgow, the Battery Park, Morrison's just, it's just at the various points. And then, um, so it just everything grinds to a halt. And then obviously, as was at the train lines are off as well. But so um, it was a bit of a killer because I think it was, it's, it's, it's one of them, I think, that. Queen's Park always one I reckon that when you get the fixture list out, I think a lot of fans would probably look at that and say, that's, 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 that's a good wee day out, that one. Um, and we would probably have taken, I would imagine, even even with the bad form we're on, a pretty good, maybe 400 there, maybe maybe more than that. But um, And I feel like, I mean, I was watching the highlights and you could see the pitch and it was uh, the, the, there was absolutely no issues yeah. absolutely no issues at all so obviously I mean the game is on but obviously I know you're going to go on and say but uh, the impact that it had in our squad as well but um, I was just I I, I, I made the, the error of for once in my life being slightly organised and buying a ticket buying my ticket early I think it must be about Wednesday or Thursday I bought it um, I know by Thursday there was weather warnings and all the rest of it but um, it, and, and I was leaving it up to the last minute to see look is there any possible we can go here I seen me in the chat talking about it kind of thinking right, can I go can I go via Ayrshire here and then but it ended up just admitting defeat and admitting I couldn't go but then it's at that point you're thinking right, is, is there any scope for getting a refund Um has there um, been any scope for a refund? Absolutely zero. Oh, Leanne um, Dempster, you are guilty. Uh, which is which, which? Which at the end of the day, I mean, I, I, as I said to you on, did a wee bit of back and forth in social media about it, but the, the, the general thing that just annoys you more is it's like a shrug of your shoulders and going, oh, well, you know, it's getting up you. It's, it's your fault sort of thing, rather than... I was just a wee bit frustrated that there was no communication or there was even officially from either club to kind of recognise, we absolutely recognise, you know, the, the, the trouble that the fans have, have been to today. And I'd, I'd just like to know if there was any representations from the clubs, from Morton to to the authorities about about the issues that they were going to have, because it's it's obvious, it's impacted on our chances of winning that game as much as the number of fans that were able to attend the game and support us. Sorry, I know I was a wee bit of a rant, but... No, no, that's anyway. fine. I think it's also quite... Uh... It's quite an, an indictment of how Morton's situation has been in the first quarter of the season. Um, you look at you look at it on the outside. I believe it's quite a uh, quite telling of Morton's situation just now. Uh, just how how many things are going against them, um, especially when you take into consideration the fact of the the weather and the impact that it had on on players getting to the game. I'm, I'm, am I right in saying that Dougie did a bit with Chick Young on Sports Sound, suggesting that he was having a bit of player trouble? It, so, so listening to Chick Young, Chick Young had basically just said that he had it. It basically just done a wee piece with Dougie, and as he was waiting to speak to him, he basically said that he'd heard Dougie on the phone, and one of the things he'd said was, "Can can you get here by half three? Could you even get here by half three? 
and the kind of discussion was around about the, the players that were struggling to get there and then there was a general discussion about that on Sports Sound. So um, Chick Young was actually quite good about about the whole thing and um, kind of been quite reflective of the challenges that we had and obviously the two outfield subs. He did then go on and say, look, by the looks of it, they've got four. But as far they as didn't. I could see, it was only three that we had. I don't know if that was the one that was going to turn up at half three or not. But um, it did. It, it just shows you when weather like that takes hold that uh, even professionally run football teams do become like <laughs> managers become the same as like a Saturday morning amateur team uh, frantically on the phone to somebody. Can you get here by half time, please? <laughs> <laughs> ah, it was quite something. It was quite something. Um, I think we kind of touched on it before, but do you think we could have seen a bit more communication from from either club to to either sympathise with the supporter situation or or anything like that? I just like there to have been a wee bit of communication, just 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 something even from either club. I know at the end of the day, Queen Queens Queens Park are within well within their rights to shrug their shoulders and say, "Look, this isn't our deal. The game's on. That's that's the main priority that we've got the game running." And the areas around about the stadium, apart from Aikenhead Road, are are fine and passable. Um, but just if I possibly, I'd like to see a wee bit of communication from the club, basically just saying, look, on Saturday, you know, it was extraordinary weather circumstances. Here's what we did. We did, you know, kind of ask you questions and we did, we, we have spoken to Queen's Park about the number of our fans who've possibly missed out having tickets and blah, blah, blah. Just, just something like that. Just some sort of acknowledgement. Um and it, it was interesting when all this was kind of happening uh, in the sort of pre-match and sports sound. At the same time, they're talking about Wraith v Dundee United and the fact that Wraith, the Wraith board had put it to their, obviously they've got a very new board and there's a lot of kind of, uh, a good feeling about uh, Starks Park just now, uh, to, to paraphrase a, a Morton thread in Pine Bovril. Um, <laughs> but, but they basically put it to their fans. But Dundee United had requested more seats, more um, more tickets for their fans. And what the board had done is they'd put it to their supporters. And it was kind of overwhelmingly, yeah, give it, give it to them. We'd rather, we'd rather than them. Um, and that that's communication. Do you know what I mean from a from a club? And and it's amazing basic how, communication as well. It's not. I I just think, especially in the circumstances that we're in, when results haven't been going our way, it's amazing how much good communication can actually almost gal- galvanise a, a club as much as anything. I know that sounds a wee bit kind of twee, but um, it makes it feel like a collective, I, I suppose. Aye, aye, because you're all like fans that are leaving to go to that game yesterday are putting in a fair shift to get there because they care. Because you know we we feel part of this is your club and literally this Fan is your club. Uh, yes, literally this is your club. So um, that was that, That's that's the thing that's been gnawing away at me and. I've had plenty of time for it to know away at me because I've pretty much been in the house all weekend. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. But um, I suppose going into the game, you've got two teams who... Were desperate not to lose a game. Desperate not to lose a game of football. They've had, after a really good start, they've had as horrendous a run almost almost as we've had um, after an extremely positive start. But... Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what you, you thought. I've, I'm, I'm basing this on seven minutes of highlights that I've watched um, and interviews, you know. So, I mean, well, why don't we break some break some 
news as such um, for this one because I mean uh, we obviously touched on Chick Young's bit with Diggy before the game uh, and the player that you heard Diggy on the phone to I can review uh, was Jack Bjorn he does do you know the story Alan at all do you know what's what's going on is it has it got around a few group chats no yet? no I'm unaware of this so Jack Bjorn was attempting to get out of Inverclyde on Saturday morning and he was in his car the, the floods have obviously, you've, see, you've seen the pictures everywhere, and he has been caught in the midst of the torrential flood. The flood has entered his car and oh, has started to um, started to wash his car away. So what Jack Bearn has had to do is do a bunk out the, the sunroof and into said river that is formed either next to the Clyde, in the Clyde, or on some trunk road heading out of Inverclyde and wade his way out of it to then see his car going away and uh, get help to get it towed elsewhere. I wonder if his car that that by the, that is something else, but I wonder if that's his a car brilliant is, story by the way, and I've tremendous. still talked about it, but I really hope I really hope that's on the back page of the telly at some point this week. My my commute from hell. <laughs> Which that's I mean as, as as an Inverclyde outsider, I'm not sure I'm going to let you off with Colin, our esteemed local area help. But anyway, um... <laughs> sorry, no, you know what I mean. <laughs> but I'm I'm actually just wondering. There's there's a picture. There's one of the kind of famous one of the pictures that's been the most prominent ones over the last couple of days is one at Broome Street, just um just off the Esplanade, and there's this car which you can just about see the top of and no more, and it's just sat there. And then, and then in the next picture, there's another one. And I noticed somebody going, hang on a minute, that car was there for like hours and somebody's actually driven into that. I wonder if one of those two cars was this. I, know, I shouldn't be laughing, but but that is... Do you know another thing about that as well? Folk who've lived in the area or know the area will will know... Just how bad it can get. Right, aye. And as well as that, see when it gets bad, here's where you go. Um, so, for, I mean, for example, my, my one of my pals, it, uh, his boy was playing over in Drum Chapel on Saturday morning and he'd gone... It was like at half nine. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a half nine kickoff, and as he's driving out, he's going up the back roads, and and they're gridlocked at that time. But you kind of know where you're going. But folk like Jack Byrne maybe wouldn't, and would just head straight up the main roads, which would have been utter carnage. I can but imagine. That is that, that it's got to be. It's got to be. It's got to be pretty scary for him as well. To be honest with you, a young kid um, moving to a place yeah, where he doesn't really know, aye. so far away from home. So um, can only yeah. hope he's okay. Um, aye. Can only hope he's okay. Apparently he's fine, but um, I can imagine shock will still be an impact on how he's talking Jeez, and things man. like that mm-hmm. um, and Tyler French had a similar near miss apparently um, he's another one that's down in uh, that neck of the woods and he was was doing a bit with him post-match and he was saying that there was a big giant puddle at the bottom of where he's staying and he just about got through it and no more so it was a bit of a it was a bit of a ropey one as his, his roots out of Inverclyde shut off much like yours did. Um, so I mean, uh, <laughs> kind of. That, that's that's two players to ca- to. Don't ca- want it to, I don't want to turn this into a, a your dad shouting at the weather sort of thing. But I, I I wonder at what point when we've got players that literally can't make it. Aye, um, at, what, at what point does the does what, the game become viable? Because you've then got three members aye. of backroom staff. Yeah, who fell under that category as well. Aye. As well as Dell, who's Dell the Kitman, who mm-hmm. um, has to commute into Inverclyde to then come out of Inverclyde. Yes, to come out, and it's aye, and, it's and then go back in to wash all the kit. So, jeez, it's a so, bit of I a mean, logistical uh, nightmare. Aye, so th- this is the thing when people are saying, "Ah, oh, well, it's not a problem," and the game's on, and we've not got control. That that's the sort of representations that we're talking about. The fact, player safety, you get fan safety. At least at the end of the day, we can actually decide. Like I did, look, it's not worth it. I'm, I'm not. 
not going. But when you get folks whose jobs it is, and they have to basically have to make every effort to try and get there. Um, like Dell, you're talking about there, like the players and the rest of it. Um, aye. Um, so aye, let's get into the real stuff. Eh? Um, we've obviously finally got to. The, the talking part about football about the game itself um, so the, the game made one change to the side that, that lost the early last week and Ian Wilson came in for Stephen Boyd that saw a wee bit of reshuffling of the pack with Cammy Blues going into the midfield um, and Ian Wilson going in at right back what was your thoughts on that Alan? Um, I, the, the way that the squad is obviously we've brought in Jack Hartness um, who had got injured I think in the warm up last week from what Dougie said so I'm assuming and he's, he's obviously not on the bench so I'm assuming he was one of the still wasn't available due to injury um, with that it's, we'd kind of, I know in the, chat, in the chat and as well as that in the record last week, kind of talking about the midfield and the need for Blues kind of energy in there. And if that's the case, then it's it's a decision of who you're putting in there. And the thing is that when we signed Wilson, that we knew that he had at some point in his career played right back. He played right back for Kelly. Um, so. Aye, it's I'm kind of fine with it. Uh, he's not had the best of restarts, I don't think we could say, but we know as well that the way that he he started when he when he joined us before, he took a wee bit of time to get uh, to get kind of match fit and to get match sharp. Um, and by all accounts, he's 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 played very well on Saturday. So um, yeah, very encouraged by that. I think that's very fair comment. Um, it's it's a real crying shame that only. A couple, well, a small handful of the Morton support actually got to see um, see Ian Wilson back to his best. I, I would say um, he was he was up against two very tricky wingers in Don Thomas and uh, Barry Hepburn. Um, Robin Veldman was very keen to switch his wingers, and whoever Wilson was up against, he gave him a very hard time and, and didn't really give them a sniff. Really, um, I thought it was a rather solid addition to that backline that's now looking less. Um, shall we say makeshift and there's no as many, there was there wasn't as many changes in the back line as well which helps obviously in the last couple of weeks you've seen maybe two changes a week entry- to, to accommodate the likes of French Broadfoot going out um, Blazer McGratton changing it right back things like that you know the thing about it as well I mean he's, he's Wilson's got a, quite a languid almost like kind of languid gait that almost makes him look as though he's a lazy player, but if you can watch him, he's anything but that. Um, what I took from the highlights as well is, is how high up he was playing at times, mm-hmm. um, and as well as that, how two-footed he is. Um, so there was a couple of times he was getting up uh, on his right foot and then he's kind of cut back in in the first half and he's delivered a great ball into the box with his left foot. Seems to be better um, with his left foot, I think. Aye, but so, I mean, he's, he's a good footballer. And he is a very good addition to his squad, I would say, and the number of positions he can play in. But I've got to say, I am perfectly, two things, perfectly happy with Ian Wilson playing right back. And secondly, I just think the thing is, we need a settled back line. We, mm-hmm. see, see if they've done well. They've kept a clean sheet. They've kept a first clean sheet of the season. That's the the one. So I would, to be honest with you, I would like to see them getting a run going forward. They, they're, they're, that's a back for holding the jerseys just now for me. I think um, that's I think that's fair. Uh, don't if it's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah, and yeah, I think Wilson could maybe not for a minute compare to William Grimshaw, but I think he's maybe got the same defensive defense first attitude as what Grim mm-hmm. as what Grimmy had, and that could that could be the balance that's that's very much needed. Um, 
but looking into the first half, um, it was a pretty turgid affair, I won't lie. Um, Hamden was, that Hamden roar, oh wow, all, what, 350, 400 people that were in Hamden. It was it very it was much a of very, a, very strange atmosphere, felt like a training game in my opinion. The highlights had a Covid vibe about them. Um, yeah, yeah. Just the, you're hearing the players shouts and you're hearing Dougie shouting uh, as well. It was very similar to that. It must have been very eerie. It um, was. But uh, Pete, Peyton had a chance, didn't he? Pete, Peyton had a really good chance. And I suppose this is Dean's favourite uh, phrase about goals changing games, but um, David, a couple of half chances. Two, uh, aye, decent half chances um, that. But for striking, it would work. And a great Incredible save. Incredible save for, yeah. for Jimmy McDonald, yeah. Um, but but other than that, we, they didn't really look as though they troubled as much. Would that be would that be fair? No, I'd say that's totally fair. Um, I think the only other talking point from that half would be um, Callum Waters having a having a shot from twenty yards going for the near post uh, that just kind of trickled wide. I thought maybe at that point they could have maybe look for somebody at the back post, but when you're a, a team that's in need of goals, you've really kind of got to do, got to do so, anything. So, I, you know, I, I had it in my head that it was the second half, but it was the first half. See how I was saying about uh, Wilson being so high up. Was the, There was another one, and I think it was I think it was Waters that had made a kind of late, almost like a third man, like a third man run, Mm-hmm. I kind of underlap into the box and he'd kind of got a ball and then kind of drilled it across I think and I thought I was actually kind of quite telling I don't know we're playing a wee bit narrower I know we're playing Robbie in the right and he likes to cut in in his left whoever was we were playing in, in we were playing Robbie Crawford kind of further over the other side but whether or no this is a thing we're looking for full backs to give us a width a wee bit more um, it's quite a wide park you've got to remember aye, that you've got, they've, yeah, got to, they've got yeah. to adjust to that compared to what, what the likes of Capilo or what Ockle View was last season like it's two of the narrowest pitches in the in the in the forty two. So to but go from that to by far the biggest, like I thought they I thought they adapted to that very well. So I think sh- that's maybe why you've seen those third man runs. Aye. Our shape, I've got to say our defensive shape. I know they've, they've, as I say they've hit a post in another day that maybe sneaks in or whatever, but what I was impressed by, and you can tell that it's something that's been drilled, obviously, was the defensive shape. Mm-hmm. Um when they had, we were very compact, I thought. Uh, especially with kind of balls in and around the box, you could tell there was the, the, we we were we denied basically denying space um, and very confident about kind of attacking things by the looks of it. Um, as I say, it was just 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 from kind of just, just from watching the highlights. Um, and as you say, it's a big pitch, and they're a team that kind of like to to move the ball quickly, and they're a team that play with two wingers. I think, aren't they? So they they they, they like to use the wingers. Oh, absolutely. Um, so we, we I was quite impressed by their compact shape. It was quite telling that you had um, Wilson and Waters suddenly have either Blues on the right-hand side or Gillespie on the left-hand side coming out and doubling up on mm-hmm. the winger rather quickly. Whether they just missed a tackle or whatever, or their interception, they were busting a gut to get out there and, and stop them cutting in. And I thought it was quite, I thought it was quite effective. Um, so yeah, they went into the they went into the, the halftime interval level thanks to thanks to McDonald's. I'd call it a wonder save, mm-hmm. um, but after after knowing Jamie for quite a while now, that's quite standard for him. I'm not going to lie. I would say um, it was instinctive because yeah. I mean he's, he's he's rattled it. It has gone centrally, but he's 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 done well still to move his feet and he's he's got a really strong hand on it. Um, Absolutely. Um, and then in the second half, uh, I think the notable talking points from my point of view were uh, Morton have had two chances. Uh, one go off the post and one cleared off the line from a set piece. Um, 
I think again that's quite telling of the situation that Morton are in at the minute. They they can't not saying they can't buy a goal, but I think on another day if things are maybe going for you, Tommy Robson doesn't get to that header and, and Robin Muirhead maybe puts that under the goalie and it and it kind of squirms into the net. I don't know what you feel about that. Again though, it was the there was similarities to, to last year um and how we got the free kick. It was Robbie Crawford kind of pressing, keep keeping things alive and also mm-hmm. in very short spaces and triangles. Manipulating the ball, um, and obviously he's 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 won a free kick, and he's delivery again another two footed player. Um, he's he's gone in good delivery into the box. It's been kind of I think kind of helped back in, and as you're saying, Robbie's hit it. It's taken a couple of deflections on the way onto the post, but as you're saying, another day it scoots under the goalkeeper. Um, by the way, I noticed they had Ferry back in goal again. Um, as oh, the boy, to- yeah, the boy McKenna was sitting behind me in the stand. Oh, um, was he? Yeah, he was in. He was just uh, in crutches. Oh, was he? Um, right, I, uh, I can sources, that. sources close to the club tell me that it's uh, an LCL injury. Right. Um, so that could scupper any January moves to Ooh, yes. EPL Giants I think is yes. what the, the Nationals call that in the, in the headline um, um, let's hope they, not because he's, he started quite well you know I'd uh-huh. be quite good yeah. thinking think, think of Scotland prospects yeah and like that. absolutely um, and when the boys come back out it's it, there's a header as, as you're kind of looking at it it was you're kind of looking you're thinking that, that's always getting cleared off the line but um, it seemed to be as close as anybody came in the second half McDonald made a, a save and Power made an excellent block at one point. Um, was it Power? I thought it was. Was that for Longridge's shot? I thought that I, was Colin Waters. Uh, I have Do you have a better at, view because you're higher up? I'll need to look again, but because I, I actually thought it was. I thought it was Power. It was just the way that it is. As, as you see him coming out and then the ball's kind of cleared and he kind of moves. I, th- I thought it was Power that made it. And if it was, it kind of goes back to what I kind of criticising last week about the. The space in between the, the, the kind of space, and, and that's your sitting midfielder who's bust a gut to get back and, and make that block. So, um, especially after initially giving the ball away in the way, yeah. Um, and the, I, the thing I've got written down is pretty much what I'd mentioned earlier on it's two teams in bad runs, uh, needing not to lose. But I mean, I think as one of them, as we're looking at as we're looking at fixtures. I know with everything that's happened yesterday, but I think we'd have been in. We, we would have been looking for a win yesterday. They would have definitely been looking for a win yesterday. So in the cold light of day, you're looking at it, and all right, we've we've, we've not come away with three points, but it's it's a result. It's something to cling on to. It's a clean sheet, um, and it's a team. And I'm just thinking, obviously, this time last year we had the result at Oakville View, which really kind of kick started things. And does we elements. We, we kind of similarities apart from obviously the final result but there's similarities there I would say um, and I know I'd said about the back four I really do hope that this start that start in 11 gets a run because I think that clean sheet could be vital like you say it could, that, that could be a catalyst in itself but it's surely what Dougie will be looking for as well I mean mm-hmm. if I, if every manager is looking for a settled team it's a much easier thing if you're thinking right I, I know what my team is I know who I'm going with and you could go with that team again easily I would imagine um, from the players that we've got available, um, I don't. I, I, I think I don't, so. I don't know I think so. Uh, maybe not for the cup game, but I think so. Uh-huh. Um, just a couple of couple of players that are cup tied and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. One point I do remember from the second half. Now looking back on it, um, was. Uh, Robbie Muirhead's free kick that went just wide of the mark. Yes, it was the, yes. It was the, it was the run from Gillespie. 
that actually won the free kick. I think that was the only time I've seen. Um, it's the first time I've seen Gillespie do that this season, and it's the first time in a while I've actually seen somebody break forward from the modern midfield like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's been long missed, and it could well be that that's coincided with Gillespie getting back up to full speed. You know, since yeah, it, since it didn't show, it didn't show you in the highlights. It just showed you free kick in the highlights. So, I've, I've, but Chick Young had actually described that. Um, I think when he went to him, he'd made that run, uh, and he kind of spoke very positively about it. So, uh, I am perfectly happy with with, with the midfield too of 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 those two. I'm, I'm I'm happy with that with that three in midfield and Robbie Crawford in a, maybe a slightly more advanced role. But I just think we need we need a wee bit of consistency. Um, I, I, I Which is hard when you're losing eye. two players a week on average, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, just, I think I think it's going to be natural at that point that you get square pegs and round holes when you're yeah. kind of scrambling for for a. Um, to, to just put an eleven on the park, um, especially when you're on a, a budget that's maybe in the bottom three of the league, you know, it's it's always going to be tough to to get a squad that's going to be what 22, 23 bodies that's going to be able to cover positions week in week out. I know you mentioned you you'd mentioned next week. Um, I know you can see us about every game, but I actually do think it's a big game next week. It's a chance to get a feel good factor going the week up run. To get a, to to go from the the losing run that we've gone on to two games unbeaten to get a win under a belt to get players up to speed it's definitely a winnable game I don't think it'll be that easy a game just kind of looking there they've had some kind of strange results they're, they're doing okay obviously they had a very comfortable win yesterday but a very comfortable win against one of the poorest teams in Scotland at the moment to be honest with you mm-hmm. um, in Edinburgh City um, So how does he get rid of Sam Ramsbottom? Well that's <laughs> the thing isn't it but um, um, and obviously well, they've got another Morton goalkeeper and go for them but that's another that's another matter <laughs> but, um, but so if, if you look at the results they've had they've had a 5-1 battering off a of Falkirk a, a decent Falkirk side to be to to be fair, yeah, Gaffer's got them flying now. Um, but as well as that, they've had, they've beaten Queen of the South. They've had, they've they've had a good wee run. Um, and they do, as we saw from earlier in the season, they do have people who can trouble us. Um, noticed Daramola scored yesterday. He's been on the bench a few times. Yesterday, I think they had. Was that yesterday? I think they had Tids on line. No, they didn't have Tids on line in the centre mid yesterday, but they have added two of them. Yep. I think Aware, Aware must have been injured yesterday. Yes, Aware was yeah. at Hamden. He's the, oh, was he? He's the, the young Queen's Park head coach. So he was forming part of the coaching staff with, with Robin oh, Veldman. Right. Um, so he was, was injured? Moonboot. Yeah, he was in the moon, but Right, okay. So. Because and, um, it's just, I, I don't think it'll be an easy game. And obviously we've, we've got the old thing about We've had ex-players coming back to bite us already this this season, obviously last week in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Reese Lyon, potentially Tidza. Is that Steph McCluskey as well? Is he? Yes, he's a at the eye. Um, But it's, it's a big game. It's a game we need to win. Um, especially just, just going into the month that we've got, I would, wouldn't like us to be getting in to play Inverness off the back of getting put out of our team. Um, so I... Big game next week. A big game on Saturday. I know it's. I know it's a daft thing. It's, it sounds a bit daft when you're talking about a Challenge Cup game, but it is. Um, and to give you a darling here, we haven't won. We haven't been. We've never won it. We've not been in a final in thirty-one years. Um, and not that you're counting. No, that I'm counting at all. But it's. I. I think it's it, it's it's targets 
surely that given um, what happened to Gus McPherson and the reason that was given, one of the reasons it was given for Gus McPherson being relieved was that one of his targets was to to do well in the Challenge Cup. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that would be one of Dougie's targets as well, maybe, for us to be getting kind of far on. But um, aye, I mean, fingers crossed. But but, yeah. but but as you're saying, who are we bringing in though? If uh, who's the two players that are cup tied? So initially, what I'll say is getting put out of the cup by a lower league team and then Inverness the week afterwards. Can't be having that met in the in the words of Duncan Ferguson. Um mm-hmm. but uh, the two players that are cup tied, I believe, will be Tyler French, who's featured twice for Dundee B and Harness in the initial stages and Jack Hartness will be cut tied as well. He played at Capelo for Rangers B against Alloa. Mm-hmm. That was a fortnight ago now, wasn't it? So that would mean yeah. you'd, you'd be hoping that the likes of Broadfoot come back mm-hmm. in and mm-hmm. obviously Ian Wilson maybe continues at right back. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really only French that's going out at starting 11? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it obviously Hartness will limit your options on the bench again, but um, it could be a tough ask for, for Broadfoot to come back in after missing two weeks, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I think they made the point of you miss you miss a week's worth of training or you miss a game, then it takes you a month to make up for that in, in sharpness. So um, you can only kind of, if you want to go by the law of averages, if he's missed two games, then that should be two months to get back up to full speed, you know. Um, and, and he'll need to play there. He'll need to play because yeah, he's got to, yeah, there's no other options. We don't, don't have any other options <laughs> unless... Ian Wilson wants to be really versatile and play it right, right centre back, right centre back, Interesting. So, yeah, very very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting to see if the the young boys are back in the squad. Um, I think Dougie's made it quite clear that maybe bring them into the first team a bit too soon because of other injuries. Um, we've seen there this could have kind of paid, paid the price for that because of the workload that their, their bodies have had to take on at such a young age. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see. Like you say, but, it, is a, it is a big game. I would, I would like to see them. I would like, I'd like to see them go and win it. You know, um, the, get a wee cup run going. It'd be quite nice. Um, it's good to, it's good. Sorry, it's good to see uh, Dougie making that acknowledgement and at least kind of commenting and saying, look, this, this, this is the concern that there is over bringing young players in. But at the same time, we are still exposing them to the first team to, environment. To to, to the mm-hmm. environment to a match day um, and I just think bearing in mind we've had Alex King was that age Lewis McGregor was that age when they were kind of in and around squads it doesn't do, remember them, after, after it doesn't do them any harm I see after Lewis see after the cup stages sorry mm-hmm. the, the league cup games um, just talking about that workload and injuries um, Lewis McGregor played the Dunfermline game he then played Ackies and you didn't see him for another 3-4 months after that mm-hmm that's right. It's the same. Um, could, be the, could be the same thing, you know, like just being rushed into that first team environment at such short notice and then going into a full time training schedule with, with grown men. Sometimes your body just can't adapt to it. And obviously, I think I've seen the comment, I think it was you that made the comment last week actually. You saw a much bulk, like a more bulked up version of Lewis McGregor last week. Aye, I mean, he wasn't, he, 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 he wasn't massive, but you could just tell he had, he had a bigger stature about him. Mm-hmm. Um, just when he was, I mean, he was right right in front, right in front of me. And, um, and he, I, I thought, I know Craig had kind of made comments, kind of questioning whether he'll be a standard to make it in the championship. Just think the, the, the age that he's at and he's getting consistent. He's got He's still he's only what, 19 or something like that. Ah, he's, he's 19, he's, getting a, he's pretty much getting a game every week, and that's him scored two, two weeks. Two goals back to back. Uh-huh. Back to back. So um, I'm very much a believer in the, you know, that it's, it's the kind of minutes minutes under a belt in games 
uh, under your belt at a young age that actually does kind of set players up. Um, mm-hmm. The amount of players that have been exposed to first-team action or whatever at a young age that have then gone on, um, you can look at them all. Do you, do you know what I mean? So that it's, it's just... I would like, I would hope by the end of the season that these apprenticeships have been beneficial to the boys and also to the club in that mm-hmm. it's got them into a kind of first team in, in, in a professional environment as well so that they will be able, hopefully, to kind of cope with it. I know their bodies are still playing the rest of it, but... Um, a lot of these boys have just turned 16 as well. Aye, no, I know, I know, I know, I know that. I saw that. Still a physical, without going all Aye. Gordon Strachan, if they're not big enough, like there's still a physical no. development to go there, you know? Totally, to, to, totally get that. Um, um, but especially when we've got such a small squad, um, they, they were possibly going to be, if if there was an even worse injury crisis, could, we could be relying on these young boys. We're relying on them to, to at least do some form of a shift, but. But as I say, I've, I've, I've got to say again, though, fair play to Dougie for making that comment and just saying, listen, listen this is this is a script. It's, it's the stress and the strain that it's kind of putting on their bodies and we, we need to be mindful. So fair play to him. Absolutely. Um, elsewhere in the Championship, um, results maybe didn't go Morton's way. Obviously, Air United beat Air J2-1 at um, New Broomfield. Dunfermline via Broth was postponed due to a waterlogged pitch. Um, Inverness drew with Partick Thistle up at Caledonian Stadium. And in the top of the table class, it starts part with Rovers drew one each with Dundee United. Um, what's your thoughts on that, Alan? Obviously, could have could have could have been worse, but also could have been a lot better. Aye, it could have been worse. I I I do think um, you you're a wee bit closer to uh, closer area closer to the ground where you get, uh, in Kirkcaldy than I have, but um, I, I've just got a feeling that. I, I think they will be up there. I, I, I think, think so as well. They will be up there in the sort of top two or three. Dundee United, but I think Dundee United will still win a league. But um, Wraith, they, they also appear to have a wee bit of depth. They've they've bought well. Mm-hmm. They've built their squad really well, I think, as well. Um, out, outside of that, um, I noticed Partick had a wee bit of investment today, I think, didn't they? I noticed something around about that a wee bit. Aye, so... Um, for the Let's wider see. impact on Scottish football, delighted. Mm-hmm. But for mm-hmm. direct impact to Morton, not good. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, these are teams. These are teams that have always had a bigger budget than we've had. So if what if in terms of directly competing for players, invariably we're going to lose out to them. But that doesn't necessarily mean that all the all the parts are going to come together. Um, and the, Absolutely. Do, do, do you know what I mean? But. Um, Aye, um, it's it's a wee bit frustrating that we're actually realising that we are probably not looking up towards the promotion playoff places this season, and it's the kind of lower half of the season, lower half of the league, and the the the, the bottom end that we're p- probably going to be looking at this season, which is which is frustrating. Yeah, I think it is, uh, and actually it's frustrating as well considering the the successes that that Dougie kind of had last season. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think maybe what some people have underestimated is the, the financial power that you've had coming into the league. Um, Dundee United are actually going to have the biggest budget in the league by far, and some. Um, obviously, Dunfermline had quite a big budget when they went down. That's not going to have changed. And Airdrie have obviously got a bit of money behind them now. The fact that they're fully full-time as opposed to the hybrid model. So um, I think what it, sh- I th- I think what it shows, and it shows from last year where we were fought, where he was able to go with 13, 14 players pretty much mm-hmm. um, and we were we were covered if, with, with the injuries that we had um, 
I think it also shows how much he overachieved last season. Well, do you know I was going to draw a comparison with with, with his with, with his mentor and his ex coaching club, Livy. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, David Martindale every season and every season very very much this preseason was pleading poverty and saying, "Look, we can't compete." But I mean, he's in, he's they're in some run just now. Um, yep. And I bust my coupon. I a lot of that I think is down to not not getting injuries and having a consistent squad, mm-hmm. um, which kind of goes back to the point I was making earlier. We really need to get a consistency of a lineup and have a wee bit of fortune. Um, it, if we could have that consistency, and we've got a settled eleven, and we've got a settled eleven coming into November, then all of a sudden we're looking forward to two players coming back into the squad, hopefully in Jai and Dara. And it's almost like two new signings. Do you know what I mean? But absolutely, that's that that that's a glass half full version, I suppose. Um, the glass half empty one is if we go on another rebad run, we've not really got much that we can change. So. Yeah, I think that's a good point to leave out. That isn't it, Alan? Yes, I think so. Thank you very much for for joining me this evening. Um, yes, it's been a, it's been a pleasure. I'm, I'm yes. surprised you managed to get forty five minutes out of that, considering <laughs> I was the only one to make the game. Aye. Talking basically on seven minutes and my grumbles about not even being there. I think that was a good twenty minutes just grumbling about the weather. I think um, so. We've done quite well there. Um, yeah. But no, thank you very much for having coming on. Cheers, man. And we will see you next week. Um, I'm assuming that Dean will be back, so I will say my thank yous for for having me as the, the host this week. And uh, either Dean or Craig will will see you off the back of the Kelty match on Saturday. Well done, Dodgy. Thank you very much. Cheers. Well, that's the show, folks. Remember to check out themortonforum.com for the latest Morton news, discussion and articles featuring the excellent match photography of GBR photographs. Make sure you subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and we'd love to hear your feedback or questions on any of our social platforms at the Morton Forum. Mm -hmm.